You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode 142. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches? In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to deal with client disappointment. So when you have a client that's working with you and they have some disappointment with the coaching process, your program, they might be dissatisfied. And in some cases, they may even be interested in a refund. Now, this episode is the third and final part in this little series I've done in the past few episodes of the show, where I've talked about some of the mental hurdles that coaches experience. In the first episode of the three, so two episodes ago, I talked all about imposter syndrome, which as a recap is when you question your capabilities, you don't put yourself out there because you have this general sense that you're not good enough and that there are other people out there better than you. But then when you overcome the imposter syndrome, you start to put yourself out there and then you hit the next mental hurdle. And that is on how do you deal with judgment and criticism from potential clients? So what happens when people are not interested in your offers? And what happens when people don't engage with the content you put out in the world? Or even in some cases, what if you get canceled? So we talked all about that in the last episode. And now in this one, uh, I want to conclude this series with how do you handle the the challenges that might happen when clients experience disappointment. So you've been able to overcome the first few hurdles. Now your clients are starting to work with you. They're hiring you. But your fear is, okay, what if they are uh, wanting their money back? How do you handle that? So let's break this down. What if a client asks for a refund? Well, firstly, I want to normalize this. It is normal. It happens in every business. Even the most admired and successful businesses with the highest quality of service and professionalism, it is inevitable that there will be customers that will desire a refund and there will be some clients that may not be satisfied with the services that they receive. So I would say in my decade being in the industry, I would, if I really were to put a percentage to the number of clients that have uh, inquired about a refund, I would say it's maybe around 1%. So the thing is though, like even when you have that consideration, you might really magnify the mental space that that 1% could take in your brain. And for you, it might not be 1%. Maybe it's 5% of your clients might have uh, or ask for a refund. Maybe it's 10%. But the point is that your brain, you want to think about how much energy your brain is giving to someone asking for a refund. So similar in the last episode when I talked about how if someone says no, and no doesn't feel like rejection until you make it mean something that causes you to feel rejected. So 
when you have someone that asks for a refund or they're disappointed with the services they're receiving, you might magnify that and make it mean all these things like how you are being an unethical coach or you're not good at what you do or you know you are taking advantage of people. You might have all of these different interpretations which cause the issue to be really much more than what it what it really is. So the first thing that you want to do to help prevent these types of challenges that could come up is have a very clear refund policy. Now in the academy, we provide you with what's called a coaching agreement. And this is a done for you template that you can use right away with your clients that allows you to have a structure in in one document. So it outlines exactly what your clients can expect when they work with you. It also gives you a space where you can put a refund policy. You have the freedom to decide how and if you want to offer refunds to your clients. You are not obligated to offer a refund if you don't want to. It does not make you unethical to not allow refunds. What you want to do is make sure that your clients are aware of your refund policy when they work with you. So that way there are not surprises and uh, frustration. So make sure that you have that refund policy clear. That's going to outline if the client is entitled to a refund. Now, if your policy is that you don't offer refunds, then therefore your client would not be entitled to a refund. If your policy says that your client can have uh, can receive a 50% refund in the first month and they ask for a refund in that first month and they are therefore entitled to that refund, doesn't matter what the reason is, but that is what your agreement is between you and your client. Now, it's also important for you to Uh, Make sure that in an agreement that you have established with your client, and it's always good to have this in writing, nowadays very simple, you can have a document, have them digitally sign it, and you digitally sign it once you start working together. Are you delivering what you've promised to deliver to this client, okay? So in addition to having a clear refund policy, you want to make sure that you have clarity and your client has clarity on exactly what they're going to get. So if you are going to offer them 12 one-hour sessions, have you given them their 12 sessions? If you're going to give them a workbook or a series of videos, have you delivered the, the, uh, the services, the tangible things, and the, all those forms of value that you've promised that you're going to deliver this client? Because it would not be ethical if you said, okay, there's no refunds, and then the client thinks that they're going to get 12 sessions with you, and then you don't give them any sessions, right? That is not ethical, and that's not at all what we encourage you to do. So do you have a refund policy? That's the first question. Or do you stand by your refund policy? So it's really important that you stand by it. Uh, do you have a refund policy? Do you stand by it? Are you making that refund policy clear when clients enroll with you? Again, all of this can easily be covered in a coaching agreement, the document you provide your clients, or it could be on the checkout page. If they're enrolling on a on a web page, then you could have this clearly defined when they're checking out on the website, the refund policy. So they have to acknowledge it in order for them to purchase your program, your coaching course, or or hire you. And then finally, it's in, it's also good to think about is there something to learn from the feedback that your that your client is giving you? Because there might be times when a client might be sharing some 
disappointment and they might have really valid feedback for you to take on. And you don't want to be dismissive with concerns that your clients have. So it it's definitely worthwhile for you to consider feedback that they're sharing. Uh, perhaps there's something that you can learn about additional value that you can provide in your coaching services or program. So you don't want to be discouraged or disappointed by feedback. And you also don't want to be dismissive and defensive to to feedback that you get from your clients. You want to be open and curious. You don't have to take every piece of feedback that your that your clients have, but it is definitely useful for you to check in with yourself and allow yourself to calm down if your initial reaction is to defend yourself to a client that's disappointed. Uh, you definitely don't want to be trying to put a client in their place and prove them wrong. That's just not going to lead to anywhere useful. So allow yourself some time to calm down, let your ego relax, and then be able to res- uh, read and receive some kind of client feedback and see how you can integrate it. And maybe there's some kind of lesson that you can learn in that. The bottom line is that even if you have the best intentions, even if you pour everything into your coaching services, um, even if you receive all the training you can receive as a coach, you cannot please everyone. And if you are someone that has people-pleasing tendencies, if that's one of the masks that you might wear, then this is going to be especially difficult for you because for you, you might, your mask at least, which is the, again, the mask is a concept we teach in the academy. And uh, it's basically this, this identity that you take on. So that way you feel validated and that way you feel approval of others. And it is not the truth of who you are though. So for many people, you have the people pleasing mask and you feel such a sense of self-worth when others approve of you and others, uh, and and you might find that you like to agree with others. You don't you avoid conflict or disagreement at all costs. So it would be very natural if you have the people pleasing mask for you to be deeply concerned and upset when a client has negative feedback or they're disappointed because this is now threatening this sense of identity that you've clung to for so long. So instead of clinging to that and causing yourself to be so overwhelmed when a client uh, is disappointed, recognize that you cannot please everyone. Now, again, I want to be really clear. This is not being dismissive and just saying, okay, well, who cares anyway? Like, I can't please. It's not that at all. It's just knowing that this is a natural part of running a business. It is impossible to make every single person happy. So that's why you want to, again, review these questions that I'm presenting in this podcast. Do you have a clear refund policy? If you don't have that, then things are going to get sloppy very quickly, right? If, If you don't have a clear refund policy and a client does ask for a refund, then they are entitled to the refund. So you establish a policy. You make sure it's a policy that you feel aligned with. You can you feel like you can back it up. Um, and then also it's it's clear to your clients. It's not a secret to them. They are aware of it when they're enrolling with you. I recommend that you have your clients sign a coaching agreement before they even start the first session with you, uh, preferably right when they're paying. They also, in the same conversation or in the same page of your website, they are able to show that they understand what the refund policy is 
and exactly what it is that they're going to be receiving through work with you. So are, again, are you delivering what you promised that you're going to deliver? Now, here's the thing. You cannot guarantee your clients are going to get results. Okay, you cannot guarantee that a client is going to get results because you can't force someone to take action or you can't force someone to do what it is that's going to support them in moving forward. So if a client is like, for example, if you have a refund policy and the refund policy is that there's no refunds and a client is struggling right in your program, you can you can have an opportunity to see what further support would help them in getting closer to achieving their goals. So rather than the topic be, you know, I want to, I want to back out and I want to refund, it, it actually becomes very empowering because it's, okay, listen, you're struggling. It's normal to struggle, right? Whenever you achieve goals, it's normal to struggle. So what kind of support do you need? Like what else does this program need to have in order for you to feel like you have what you need to move forward? And then you might want to consider creating that for your client, right? If they say, hey, it would really be helpful if I can get more guidance on blank or get like maybe another video on this topic or maybe in a coaching session going deeper into this, then instead of the client trying to find a way to back out, you see opportunities to provide them with more more value. So just know that when a client has negative feedback or they struggle in your program, it it doesn't have to mean that the relationship is ruined. It could actually be an opportunity for you to strengthen your relationship with this client and go above what you've promised them and really show how much you care by offering them something more that could provide them with additional support. I want you all to know as well that no one person is going to determine the fate of your business. So the reality is there there are some people out there that may, in the worst cases, like threaten you to tarnish your business, tarnish your reputation, say negative things about you, tell others that like they shouldn't work with you. Like in in the worst cases, this unfortunately could happen. And you could feel very threatened by that and think that this is going to make or break your entire business. And I want you to know that no one person is that powerful and no one single client will determine the entire fate of your coaching business. Um, So sometimes it could be really hard when you've got to double down and honor your agreement with the client, even though they're really insistent on having a refund. If your policy is no refund and they have agreed to that policy, then it's fair and ethical for you to abide by that policy. Now, of course, you are allowed to make exceptions in certain cases. You are allowed to uh, you know, adjust your policy in whatever way you decide. It's your business. So you really can make uh, you can make adjustments when it is that you feel is appropriate too. But at the end of the day, you want to see what ways that you can really honor yourself and honor your business as a whole. So if you're making lots of exceptions for clients and your policy is no refunds, but you're well, deciding to give this person a refund and this person a refund, then things start to become sloppy and your business starts to lose integrity. Uh, like There have been times in the past when I have made it very clear and, and in full transparency, when I got started, 
I didn't have some of these policies in place and I had to learn the hard way. Like I had years ago when I was in my first couple of years, I did have a client ask for a refund and I gave the client a refund. I didn't, and then I realized, oh, you know what? I probably should create a refund policy and I want to make that, make, I want to make sure my clients are clear about that. And just by having that, uh, it like cleaned up so much of the, uh, so much of the concerns that would ever come up around refunds and the conversation that would be put towards it. Uh, and then so, very rarely, like I said, in the, in the decade, it's maybe 1%. There was a time I recall when a client knew that there was no refund and they, they had still asked at one point for a refund. And I replied back without making any drama, without being defensive. I simply said, you know, as agreed upon when you enrolled in the program, our policy is that there are no refunds. And the client had no issue about it. There was nothing at all. They just continued on as a member of the program. So, you know, just know that when things like this happen, sometimes it's just a simple acknowledgement and then reminding someone of the agreement in itself. And, you know, in, in some ways, this might actually be empowering for a client because it gives them an opportunity to double down on their original commitment, right? They hired you for a reason. And sometimes when we feel uncomfortable, when we are starting to go out of our comfort zone, our tendency is how can I quit? How can I back out? So as coaches, you want to keep this in mind, right? If you have a very flexible refund policy where it's like, you know, you can refund at any time you want, you want to be aware of how that might impact your client's results. So I would encourage you to experiment with different policies. You might want to try for a series of time, having one policy and then trying another and seeing what ultimately allows you to feel like you're honoring the effort you put in in your time and also honoring your clients and supporting them and getting what they want. Bottom line, make sure that you are delivering what you promised, okay? So none of this, again, is to uh, is, is to in any way cause you to think that you don't offer a client a, client a refund when you're not providing them what with what you said that you were going to provide them with. So at the end of the day, there will be, it's inevitable, like with any business, there are going to be some clients or customers who are not satisfied. And you can only do so much to please someone until you need to realize that the best use of your energy is moving on and focusing on the next client. So remember that especially if you have the people pleaser mask in summary you cannot fully please everybody there are some people who will not be pleasable and the more energy that you put on trying to please someone who cannot be pleased the less energy that you can put on those clients that are eager to dive in and do the work and move forward and get results the more energy you put on trying to please someone who can't be pleased the less energy you put on your next clients and your future clients that are out there that are waiting to hear about your offer and your message. Okay, so you want to make sure that you are honoring your clients, you're honoring your policies in your business, and you're honoring your goals and where you want to go. All right, so this is what I got on how to handle client disappointment and refunds. Do not be afraid when this happens. Just treat it as a natural, it's a natural part of running a business. Like I remember a while ago, I made an episode about 
how I think it's called the problem with problems, right? Sometimes we think, oh my gosh, I had a client ask for a refund. And we think that's a problem when really it's just a function of running. It's just a feature of running a business. All right. So it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. I'm getting my first refund request. This is just part of being a business owner. Uh, what's my policy on this? How can I handle this without being defensive? And how could I how can I honor the integrity of my business? So that's what I got on, on how to handle client disappointment and uh, refunds. And hopefully these past three episodes have helped you navigate some of the mindset blocks that uh, coaches encounter when they grow their business. So before I go, I'm going to include a little snippet. It is a, a, a short interview I had with one of my coaches in the academy where they share their journey into coaching and they share tips for you to understand how to also be successful. So enjoy their story and I will see you in the next episode. I'm Kathy Moretz. I first discovered coaching when I had come to the end. I had just resigned from um, a corporate career, really. I'd had a, you know, a successful um, series of jobs. And my last job in corporate um, was eight years. I just knew that I was burned out and I knew that I was missing really a sense of balance in my life. And I took that opportunity to just step back and resign from my job and then sought out coaching. I think of it now as a time when I was really holding space for myself to allow. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to process or how I wanted to think about things. And so I purposefully sought out a coach to to be a guide for me and a support for me in that process. You know, as it turns out, it it was a coach who was trained at Thriving Coach Academy, though I didn't know that at the time. And during that coaching, you know, there were times when she planted seeds for me and just suggested, you know, I think of it now that I know, you know, sort of offering and brainstorming, like, hey, have you have you thought about coaching, you know, and was really responding to what she was seeing as, you know, my gifts and strengths that would make me a, a powerful coach. But at the time, we, you know, she wasn't talking about TCA or really her training. It was really in a, in a lovely way, you know, focused on me and what I was processing and sort of where I was at. At that time, I had a, you know, just a wonderful, positive experience with coaching. I took another few months off and just really gave myself that space. I am definitely a premium buyer. I mean, in my life, that's, that's my profile. I, you know, when something's important for me. I am looking for where can I find the best, highest quality. As I looked at Thriving Coach Academy and it met criteria for me, like I could see that the program was comprehensive and specifically, um, you know, I knew that I would get the training and the art of coaching and also the business development piece, because I had never, I never let, opened my own business thinking about establishing my own practice. Um, was just so energizing for me and really a motivator. It offered, TCA offered the, the full package. In the Thriving Coach Academy training and just in developing and building my strength as a, as a coach, it's just, it's brought me to this point of really, for the first time, just standing in my own truth. I really do believe that anything is possible and my success is inevitable. If someone was considering TCA, my advice would be to go for it. My advice would be to, to trust in yourself and 
to honor the, you know, your inner voice that's, that's drawing you to coaching. TCA is a community of, of coaches that is beautifully supportive and there is a, an underlying value that's part of Thriving Coach Academy that is about celebrating and acknowledging each other's successes and challenges and progress. And I have turned the corner from pro bono to offering my coaching services as a package with a price tag on it. At TCA, you're going to receive the highest quality training, both in coaching and business development. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coaches' secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.